Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast number 19. And... Oh, I'm just in a mood again. Well, we're on podcast 19, which means I've been doing these for ages. Well, where's my reward? Last week, Bruce Forsyth got a knighthood. This week, Dame Judi Dench was given the freedom of the City of London. I've not even been put through to the last round of a Regis Digest prize draw. I got nothing. Yes, yes, actually, I would quite like the freedom of the City of London. She gets the right to drive her sheep across London Bridge. I have to take my sheep on the Northern Line. It's just not fair. Well, no, I don't actually have any sheep, but... I mean, she also gets the right to wear a sword. How bling is that? I would look so cool. I love the fact, though, that they give people the right to drive sheep across London Bridge and wear a sword and then wonder why they have such a problem with knife crime in South London. Anyway, in this edition, the Olympic tickets draw draws out, the Greek debt crisis worsens, and we find out the secret to a happy relationship. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast. The main news. Did you get it? After all of that wishing and praying, did you finally get what you wanted? Right now, we are all hoping this is not going to be about the Peter Falk news story. No, it's the Olympic tickets. Thousands of people found out what tickets they've bought for the 2012 London Olympics. That's how they were sold. They took the money from you before you actually knew what you were getting. It's like a tombola at a school fate. Only the sports day at the school fate would probably be better organised. Some people were upset because they didn't get the tickets they wanted. Oh, I wanted the women's beach volleyball, but I only got the third round of tiddlywinks. Well, we wanted the 100 metres final, but we've just paid hundreds of pounds to probably see Paula Radcliffe take a slash. Oh, I'll swap you. Why was everyone so obsessed with the 100 metres final? It's an event that's over in less than 10 seconds. That is not good value for money. I would not pay hundreds for something that lasts 10 seconds, which is why I would never go to a prostitute. Well, if I had paid hundreds, I wouldn't mind the winner winning it in 10 seconds, as long as the loser really flipping loses it. I want to see someone showboating. Uh, you know, in a marathon, when they, the winner does it in two hours, but there's someone with a gammy leg who takes a month to do it. I want that guy. Well, it's neck and neck, and the first place goes to Bolt. Tyson Gray gets silver, bronze goes to Powell, and just out of the blocks is the guy dressed as a slug, doing it for muscular dystrophy. The hundred metres, though. I mean, it's basically someone fires a gun and six blokes run off. Like, you can't see that every day in East London anyway. But we had a second go at getting the tickets when some of the remaining ones went back on sale on the web. People were upset, though, when 250 of those tickets were bought by foreigners. Mm, they went online and bought some of our ticket allocation, even though their own country would have their own allocation. And this really bothered some people. Hey, if you don't like seeing foreigners beating us Brits, you are not going to enjoy the actual Olympics. There will be more rounds of ticket buying still to come, but every time it happens, people seem to get upset. So to find out more, I'm joined on the line now by a spokesman for the Olympic Ticketing Board. Hello. Oh, please hold. Just need to, uh... Heads. Right, go ahead. Uh, what, what just happened? Sorry, sorry, I just had someone on the other line and had to flip a coin to see which one to answer. But I thought I called you first. Well, we, we can't run it like that, Steve. Wouldn't really be fair. So people seem to think the way you've dished out tickets hasn't been the best way. Well, Steve, we have made every effort to make sure as many people as possible get some tickets for the London Olympics, even if it's not the tickets they actually want. Doesn't that mean more people get disappointed, though? 
Some people are disappointed because they don't have any tickets. Some people are disappointed because they have tickets to things they don't want to see. No, Steve. If you're a true supporter of British athletes, disappointment is all part of the fun. But what's wrong with a good old-fashioned way of selling tickets? First come, first served. No, 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 Steve. We simply can't have a system that rewards people for coming first. You're the Olympics. Oh, yes. Ah, There it is. Goodbye. Bye. It's not just the fans who are upset. Some of the sportsmen are too. Because of the plans to create Team GB, the football team made up of players from all of Great Britain. Did not go down well with supporters of the English, Scottish, Welsh and Northern Irish teams. You see, they want to support their own team. And they probably don't want to have to buy a new kit. I mean, I don't get that. Why do football supporters want to dress like they're one of the players? Firstly, it's obvious you're not because of the obesity. And secondly, this doesn't happen with other sports. No one goes to see Toboggan dressed like they've squeezed their entire body into a condom. The football fans just need to get some perspective. We're not saying that we're going to merge the teams together forever. This is just a, a one-off thing. It's, it's like the cartoon Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Yeah, all of the characters had their own powers. They were people in their own right. But when something big needed battling, they would combine together to give us Captain Planet. Like this. Cloud is going to start raining acid at any moment. Then let our powers combine. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. You see, it's just the same with Olympic football. Ah, no, it's the Olympics. We'll never take on all those teams. Yeah, is that right? Then let our powers combine. England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. By your powers combined, I am Team GB. Yeah, who am I kidding? Team GB will get no supporters. And with the possibility of Ryan Giggs and John Terry playing on it, they won't even get the support of friends and family. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. You know the old saying, beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Well, that's never been more true. Beware, because the gifts will probably be some cheap tat. They are running out of money. They've had to pass a vote for more austerity measures so that they can borrow more from Europe. And man, some of those austerity measures, they're going to be tough. And some of them won't get to retire in their 50s. Some people in certain professions won't get pension benefits about eight times better than those elsewhere in Europe. And some people will be forced to actually pay tax. Oh, the humanity! Many of the residents weren't happy and they took to the streets in a protest against this vote that turned violent. The police fired hundreds of volleys of stun grenades and tear gas to clear the area in front of Parliament. Whoa, who's paying for all those bullets and that tear gas? You're not made of money. The footage of the violent protest was was shocking and gripping. I was sat there waiting to see a massive wooden horse get wheeled towards their Parliament. Some of the protesters threw petrol bombs. They can afford petrol? They're better off than me. But Greece is on the brink of bankruptcy and this is serious for us all. You see, it could also affect our economy. If Greece goes under, then Theo Pafitas doesn't have any money to invest in Dragon's Den. So, you know, this, this could really hurt. Some experts say that just borrowing more money isn't going to cure the Greek problems. We need to do some out-of-the-box thinking. So I say we send over the TV show Cash in the Attic. I mean, they're Greece. They must have loads of ancient stuff hanging around that's worth something. 
I think I've found something that could be uh, worth a lot at auction. Yes. So tell me, how long have you had this Acropolis? Oh, it's been in the family for a while. Well, it's uh, truly lovely. Yes. And we have this uh, mosaic, these busts, and the Greek urn. Oh, what's a Greek urn? About 20% less than before austerity measures. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Allen, the Some News Podcast. Strange news. A man in Massachusetts was caught nicking a case of 20 toilet rolls. Well, he was probably trying to make a clean exit. The police spotted him carrying a case of unused toilet paper, and security video showed that he'd entered the building empty-handed. So when the police stopped him, they found out that wasn't the end of it. He also pulled out six rolls from between his buttocks. Whoa. Firstly, if that loo roll has been up your bum... You've technically just nicked some used toilet paper. And secondly, how did he fit six rolls up there? Man, I mean, if he goes to prison, he probably won't even feel it. It seems he's not the only person who's tried to save himself a few pounds by pilfering toilet roll. In April, a German politician was busted after stealing over 200 toilet rolls from City Hall. See, over there, their politicians nick toilet roll. Over here, our politicians use expenses to clean their moat, which is kind of the same thing depending on how big your bottom is. All of this reminds me of the story of the, uh, the burglars who stole some toilets from a local police station. Apparently police had nothing to go on. Yeah, <laughs> here's a joke. Uh, shit your face. The somenews.co.uk podcast. We've not done one of these TV show review things in a while, and I thought we should, as I was sat there watching Embarrassing Bodies, a show where people get their infected bits out on Skype to be broadcast to the nation. Just around dinner time. Yeah, thanks for that. The show is like chat roulette. It's never long until some odd bloke gets his wang out on webcam. Uh, normally, it's Dr. Dawn and Dr. Christian hosting the show. But this week... As you can see, someone is missing. Unfortunately, Christian is unwell. Nah, if only there was a doctor around who could help. But the main bulk of the show is helping people with their medical problems. Rebecca, how can I help you? Hi, um, I suffer with polycystic ovaries, um, which means I've got quite a hairy belly and I also have really heavy irregular periods as well. I was just wondering if there's anything you can advise to help me with it. Yeah, yeah. Don't mention it at dinner parties. Experts do debate whether or not having PCOS makes it more difficult to lose weight, but a lot of experts do believe that women who have PCOS do find it more difficult. PCOS? Flipping plastic plods. They're not even real police and they cause all this. Up next was a man with some earwax problems. Hi, Dawn. Uh, I have a really excessively bad earwax uh, problem. The problem is, is your cotton wool buds, because when you use those, what you're doing is you're traumatising the skin. Oh, doesn't he know? Never put anything bigger than your elbow in your ear. I mean, I tried that once. Broke my arm and nearly went deaf, but still. Use some, speak to your pharmacist and get some oil drops. Okay, and use those religiously, but don't use any more cotton wool buds. All right? Thank you. Okay, good luck. Thank you very much. Yeah, he didn't hear a word of that. It's almost like there's something blocking his ears. Up next was Tia. Tia, oh, we've met before. Yes, we have. Okay, and it was your tongue last time. Is it your tongue tonight? It says my tongue, yeah. So that must have been some good advice last time. Well done. But you do you do have to be careful when it comes to your tongue. And changes in the tongue can be a sign of fungal infections, vitamin or iron deficiencies, even inflammatory bowel disease. A change in your tongue can be a sign of inflammatory bowel disease? 
Just whereabout have you been sticking that tongue? So when your GP asks you to stick your tongue out, he's not doing it for fun. Well, yeah, I hope they're not doing anything for fun, including the prostate exam. But it's not all answering dodgy Skype calls. They're also out on the streets. On this show, we simply refuse to believe there's any excuse not to see a doctor. What, not even being healthy? So what's troubling you? Um, my legs. It's varicose veins after children. Right, let's this have a look. I've got a big one. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you don't want to hear that from a doctor. Oh, wow. Oh, she's just been really harsh. Next, I expected to hear this. If it gets cold, like my nails are turned blue, like my lips get like a blue okay. tint to them. It's because you're dead, love. Hi there. How are you? I'm fine. Well, if you're fine, get lost. I'm a doctor. Um, I've got a problem with my server. Okay. Okay. Does it run on Linux? I've been bleeding when I have sex. Oh, sorry. Cervix. Oh, dear. In that case, I'd better take my USB stick out. I was having a problem with my gas pipes. The the flames weren't coming on. Gas pipes? Is that her euphemism for a bum? Lovely. That bit of the show makes me wonder how many men get their old chap out in the street for Dr Pixie when she says, oh, so what's wrong? They go, oh, nothing. Just enjoy. Back to helping the sick people on Skype. Hi, Lauren. How can I help you? Uh, um, I'm worried about the sore lumps in the back of my throat. Okay, can you can I get you just to come forward to your webcam and just open your mouth and show me? Yeah, the number of times I've said that before. And they also talked to this guy. Hi, yeah, I wonder if you can help me at all. I currently weigh over 27 stone right. um, due to an accident that I had in 2006. An accident, yeah, yeah. Apparently he tripped, fell into some gravy and had to drink his way out. Meanwhile, I know what you're thinking. What's Dr Pixie up to? She's off to a music festival to teach us how to stay healthy. 55% of 18 to 24-year-olds recently surveyed admitted they don't keep track of how much they're drinking when they're out. I have a machine that tells me when I have to stop drinking. It's called a cash point. And you just go there for a few days and just drink yeah. as much as you can? You just drink, you. like, 24-7, yeah. really. Yeah. The whole weekend. Apart from water. She drinks 24-7 all weekend. She doesn't really understand the seven in that thing, does she? Is there a lot of um, jiggery-pokery, as I like to call it, going on at festivals? At Wake Sock, there was the morning after spill tent. Right. And it was pretty packed in the was morning. It? Yeah, not mainly of guys, but mainly girls. No men queuing for the morning after pill, eh? That's odd. But my favourite bit of the show is right at the end, where after all of those people getting their minged up bits out... And finally remember, if you have any medical issues, the advice given on this show is no substitute for a visit to your GP. So you still have to go to your doctor anyway. Maybe you should do that instead of getting your cheesy parts out on national telly. Thanks. The somenews.co.uk podcast. Entertainment news. Heidi Klum has been telling the world the secrets of her annoyingly happy relationship with Seal. Girl, she makes me sick. I mean, not only are they both rich, successful, attractive, but they're happy. Oh, that's just rubbing it in. If you're going to be attractive, at least have the common decency to be a high-maintenance diva. Thank you, Naomi. Heidi said that she likes to keep things fresh in her relationship by being kinky in the bedroom. Yeah, if you're in the bedroom, you're not really that kinky, you know. You want to get out in the shed. That's where the good stuff happens. She admitted, I'm not saying you have to put a pole in the bedroom, but I love that sometimes. Do you know what, ladies? If you want to find a man, don't follow that advice. Don't say to a bloke that you want to put a pole in the bedroom, because we all know who'd have to do the DIY to put the flipping thing up. But it makes you think, what's the secret to a happy relationship? I asked the question on Twitter, and here are some of the answers. Huge food lover said, staying single. 
we're off to a happy start, aren't we? Uh, wet underscore lettuce said, time apart. Yep, happy times. Brian D. Krauss said, the key to a good relationship is mutual trust and respect, not being afraid to be honest and being yourself. I've tried being the real me. It's not great. Terrapin54 said, good relationship. No, she's always right and do everything she tells you to. That's why I'm wearing a skirt today. Chicken Ruby says, lots of sex. Well, that's one way to have a good relationship or or have a, a lot of bad relationships. Honey Tickety Boo said, the secret is you do your own thing and he does his. Yeah, you don't even need to meet him. Pink Lilith said, advice we were given that works well. Never go to bed on an argument. Always kiss goodbye and say I love you every day. Zoe underscore Louise 95, being able to make a good bacon butty and a cuppa. That's the secret of a northern relationship, isn't it? It's Pete Smith says, never go to bed on an argument. I haven't slept since Sunday. Aaliyah underscore Kel underscore Aderon. A mutual respect, mutual interests. Shared sense of humour, keeping the physical spark alive and the ability to argue well. And most of all, being best friends. Oh, that's really nice. Really nice sets the vibe, doesn't it? Uh, next, Funky Fraggle says, If I knew, I wouldn't have been single for six years. And that's the good mood gone. Just SJP says, I can't possibly tell you in case my husband reads this. Aitara said, Relationship success. When you're wrong, admit it. When you're right, shut up. Able Girl says, I don't have a relationship and I prefer it that way. Apparently Funny said, What's the secret to your relationship? Do you mean success? My secret of failure is just the general failure to communicate. Yes, we, yes we're doing a tweeting about how to ruin your relationship. Well done. Madman Mockery says his secret to a good relationship. Three bottles of wine and forget our troubles. But we end having a I'm too tired to go on top argument. Yeah, that's when spooning comes in handy. Nicole Casey said the secret to my relationship, always putting myself first. Because I'm single. Rob's Art said, Secret of my relationship, that's for myself, Rosie Palm and her five sisters to know, and for you to find out. And Dr. Underscore Greenthumb Underscore Eight said, Hmm, I would have to say, Rohypnol. Well, this podcast has got callers again. Let's go to the phones. We have Diane King. What's the secrets of a happy relationship? It's definitely got to be living in separate houses. Is, definitely. Is, is that You could do that with any of your neighbours, couldn't you? Just pretend you're with them? Uh, well, no, not really. Well, 14 years, not too bad. Really? So you have a 14-year-long relationship and you don't live in the same house as your partner? He lives opposite me, so you don't have to wash his smelly socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> wow. So what's what other benefits are there then to, to not living anywhere near your spouse um well he's quite happy to come and wash the pots for me and and, <laughs> <laughs> and he comes and walks the dogs for me <laughs> wow and he's right across the road you see so if i need him to get rid of a spider or anything there you go just phone him up and say come and get rid of a spider and then at the end of the night you pack him off home definitely yeah <laughs> and he goes back to his place <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant advice, but sadly, given the housing market, I don't think that many people can follow that advice. Uh, it takes uh, about 15 people to be able to buy one house these days. But well, this, uh, Yeah, I won't be able to. <laughs> but now, you know, luckily I've already got one, so there you go. Really good advice. They could always get a tent at the bottom of the garden, though, couldn't they? <laughs> That's a good plan, get the bloke out in the tent. That's why they're called a one-man tent. This is it, you see, they think of everything. Cheers for that. And also calling in, uh, Beth, what would you say is the, the secret to a good relationship? Hello. Um, I would say that the secret to a good relationship is being able to put up with each other's weird stuff that you do. Okay, that sounds like this is going get, to get strange. Okay, is there a, is there a gag involved? <laughs> I don't mean that kind of weird stuff. Okay. I just mean peculiar habits or things like that that we do. So are you um, saying you've got an irritating habit? I can't believe it. Surely not. <laughs> 
well, apart from being perfect, obviously, <laughs> um, I do suffer from a thing called night terrors, which does sound quite peculiar, but it just means I freak out a little bit in my sleep. Well, that would mean a little, like, like that's fine. You freak out in your sleep. <laughs> I know. Um, it does normally only happen to small children, <laughs> so they did think I would have grown out of it by now. But um, <laughs> but I do um, kind of wake up and think there's people in the room and, and stuff like that. It's quite. It's actually not that funny. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing about it. Cause it's you know it's quite irritating. But um, my poor partner has to part with me. You know waking up in the middle of the night and wow. saying, oh, there's someone in the room. And then obviously he goes, oh, my God, there's someone in the room. You no, know, well, you'd hope not. Otherwise, otherwise, that's the habit that you've not mentioned. If, the, if there's a bunch of people in that room, <laughs> hello. So, exactly. And obviously, yeah, boy, he cried wolf. If there is somebody, then he won't ever believe me. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, <laughs> I need to, ch- I need, you probably won't answer this honestly, but are all of your night terrors actually night terrors? Or do every so often you slip a fake one in if your other half has annoyed you? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Casey Lister, I'll say no. <laughs> I'll say no. Um, you know, the, some of them I don't really remember until he kind of reminds me about them in the morning. But um, some of them are funny. They're not always scary. Like I tried to get dressed over my pajamas once as well. In the middle of the night, tried to do that. Which um, <laughs> is quite peculiar. It is. Well, it keeps you warm, I guess. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. Night terrors. So, yeah, so the, the key to a good relationship is accepting that your other half sometimes wakes up and just freaks out at you. <laughs> exactly. What once I woke up and thought he was someone completely different as well, so tried to push him out of the bed. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's really weird, but he's kind of had to put up with it now. It's been some many years, and obviously living together, he doesn't really have a choice, unfortunately, so he's had to get used to it. Yeah, he's signed up to it now. I <laughs> should have read the small print. <laughs> the somenews.co.uk podcast. Your letters. Just time for one of your questions then. Reynard City asks, what would be your dream party and who would the guest be? Hmm, it's an interesting one. I guess I would I would throw a dinner party with Albert Einstein, uh, Martin Luther King, Isambard Kingdom Brunel and, and Gandhi because they're all dead and that would mean more food for me. Woo! The somenews.co.uk podcast. Check out somenews.co.uk for more stuff. You can email podcast at somenews.co.uk and follow on Twitter at Mr. Steve N. Allen. And don't forget, you can subscribe to these via iTunes, but I don't really understand how. Uh, Till next time, bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.